Hello everyone and welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes, I'm a youth missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. Right off the bat, you'll notice that our intro is not the same as usual and my audio quality is not the same as usual as well. The reason for that is because I am not home, at least as of the time that I'm recording this. I'm not home, I don't have access to my podcast mic, I'm recording this through the mic which is attached on my earphones. And so, medyo, ano tayo ngayon, medyo um, down to the basics. And I am in Antipolo right now. I think by the time that you'll be listening to this, I'll most likely be home. But as of the time, again, that I'm recording this, I'm in Antipolo. We are having our Youth Missionaries Boot Camp. This is an annual thing that happens. Well, it's the second time that it happened. and uh, But it, it will be annual. There's an annual thing that happens that is dedicated particularly for the new incoming youth missionaries. So I mention every time in the intro that I am a youth missionary here in the Philippines. So every year we have new incoming missionaries that we that we train and assess and um, we we prepare basically. And this is the culmination of that almost three-fourths of a year-long process of them applying to to join the youth missions. This is a very particular calling. We've talked about this in the past more. Um, in episode three, when I had Kuyaniko over, he's the director of Feast Youth. So go ahead and listen to that if you're interested in knowing more about being a youth missionary or what we do, what it's like, what our lives are like. But here's the thing. If you are new here, I'd like to let you know that this is not the usual thing. If you want to get a better feel of what happens here in this podcast, of the kind of conversations that we have here, I would like to encourage you to listen to some of our previous episodes. That would be great. But you're very much welcome here to listen in. Um, we'll be approaching things a bit differently. Uh, this will be more brief than usual. This will be shorter than usual. Um, I didn't want to miss an episode. That's why I'm doing this here in my room in the retreat house even though I don't have access to my usual stuff. And uh, what I'd like to do today is I'd like to read to you a passage, a very short passage from the New Testament, from Jesus, the story of Jesus in the account of Matthew, Matthew's Gospel. And I'd like to offer um, a brief reflection, something that's worth pondering on, something that's worth thinking about as you go with the rest of your week or as you begin your week, depending on when you're listening to this. And so we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 15, verses 32 to 39. Are you ready? It says, Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and fish, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets full. Those who ate were 4,000 men, not counting women and children. 
And when he had dismissed the crowds, he got into the boat and came to the district of Magadan. This is quite a straightforward story. It could be a familiar story for you as well, whether you're an active churchgoer or not. This is the story where Jesus multiplies the bread, the loaves and the fish to feed the thousands of people. This is the feeding of the multitude. You might have heard of this from church, from your CL classes, or maybe it's just one of those popular stories that you've heard or encountered a couple of times in your life. And it's a very beautiful story at that. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to focus on one line. One line that I think speaks to a, uh, to a lot of our experiences and situations, especially when we, especially when we experience what it's like to be called to something, what it's like to want to begin something good, want to initiate something that maybe we don't have the courage for yet at the moment. And that line that I'd like to focus on is this, how many loaves do you have? That was Jesus's question to his disciples when his disciples were telling him, we don't have enough. We don't have enough bread and fish to feed this many people. We don't have enough food, Jesus. You, we want to feed them, yeah. We wanna make sure that they get to eat, but we can't feed them with what we have. We don't have enough. But what does Jesus say? Jesus says, how many loaves do you have? He says, okay, you don't have enough, but well, what do you have? What do you have? Oftentimes, when we are being called to something big, when we encounter or experience, uh, uh, where, when we are being drawn to to begin something that is worth pursuing, something that will be fruitful, something that is that daunts us, that maybe overwhelms us, something that we know we should do, but we, we can't find the bravery, the courage to start yet. Part of the reason why we get paralyzed before we even start that thing is because sometimes we don't think we have what it takes. We don't think we have the right resources. We don't think we have the right skill. We don't think we have the right personality. Should I be the one who's doing this? Should I be the one who is starting this in the first place? Why am I, why am I, what am I thinking? Who am I? Who am I? I think that's something that a lot of people encounter several times in their lives. Who am I to, to initiate this movement? Who am I to, to want to raise a family in this way? Who am I to have these kinds of dreams? And sometimes we think that someone else is better off doing that sort of thing because someone is more equipped, someone is more capable. Or sometimes, sometimes it's the other way around. We think we have enough when what we have is just five loaves and two fish and we have to feed 4,000. And it can be crazy, you know? It can be crazy how we can flip from one side to another, but but I think we all have a sense. We all have an idea of what it feels like to not be enough. But the beautiful question that Jesus asks, the beautiful response that Jesus gives his disciples is, well, what do you have? 
Because maybe you really don't have enough to feed the 4,000. Maybe you really don't have enough to feed all of the multitude. But what do you have? Because maybe you could start there. Because maybe what you have right now is exactly what you need for you to begin. Not for you to finish. Not always. But why are you worried when you've got me? In this part of the story, in the feeding of the 4,000, this is the second time that this has happened, at least in Matthew's gospel account. It has happened before with the feeding of the 5,000. The feeding of the 5,000 is different from the feeding of the 4,000. The 5,000 was composed of a Jewish crowd. The 4,000 were composed of non-Jews. And we all know, well, most of us know, that Jesus is a Jew. And so when they have the multitudes, the second multitudes, the 4,000 in front of them, and Jesus tells them um, to give them something to eat, this is not the first time that they're encountering this sort of thing. That's not the first time that they're encountering this sort of um, this sort of scenario where they don't have enough because it has happened before. But what Jesus asks them is, what do you have? What do you have? We are all being invited to partner with Jesus in many different ways, in very particular ways that are dedicated upon you. That we are you are being invited to partner with him in a way that only you can in your circumstance, in your environment, in with the kind of relationships that you have, with the kind of possession that you have, with the kind of influence that you have. But oftentimes, what keeps us from, from fulfilling what God is calling us to do is because we have these worries that we don't have enough. But the beauty of offering to God what we do have, even when it really is not enough, is that Jesus has the power to meet us in between. He has the power to multiply what we have. We just have to give him something. We have to offer him something. It's the basic rule of multiplication. Anything multiplied by zero is zero. But if you give Jesus at least one, and we know that his power is limitless, well, if you multiply infinity by one, it's still infinity. But if you give him zero, it's zero. Not because he's lacking in any way. Not because he can't do it otherwise, but because he wants to partner with us. He wants to partner with you. And it's okay if you don't feel like you don't have enough. You just have to be willing to offer what you have. And this is, I think, is what is happening with some of our new missionaries here in this retreat house. That observing them and seeing how, how they have been responding to our previous sessions, how they have been responding in prayer, how they have been bonding with each other. It's been really um, it's been really great. And I'm excited for these guys. I'm excited for these people. If you didn't know yet, um, they will be assigned to the different districts here in the Philippines. And some of them will be assigned particularly to some campuses where they will be reaching out to the students there. They will be meeting with the students there. Um, our approach is through one-to-ones, so we try to bring it to the friendship, relational level the best that we can. We want to get to know the other person, the students that we will be reaching out to, and 
Another side of our approach are with small group Bible studies. And the way we do Bible studies are not the same as, um, like, it's not the lecture type of Bible study. It's more of like a support group type. Uh, we call it light groups. It's where we want to learn, read from the Word, learn what it says, but at the same time see what how the Word is speaking into these particular areas in our lives. And so for... <laughs> For this episode, I'd like to ask you to pray for these people, pray for these leaders, pray for these incoming missionaries, as well as all the other present missionaries that we have, both those who are here and those who are, weren't able to join us here. And, um, and it's very encouraging, you know, to see people give from what they have. It's very encouraging to see how we can work together as a community, following Jesus together. Um, there are even people here that I have journeyed with. And it's it's very, again, it's very encouraging just to, to see that happen, to see that take place. And I'm sure that God is calling you to something as well. God is calling you to partner with Him in a particular way as well. Maybe not as a missionary, Maybe it's with where you are right now. One of the things that I've learned in the times that, in the years that I've been doing youth ministry, is it's helpful to consult your frustrations. It's helpful to consult your frustrations. Why? Because oftentimes when you are frustrated about something, frustrated, not resentful, those two are different things. But when you are frustrated about something, that you think something needs to be done or something is not being done well and it seems like no one else is noticing what you're noticing, then maybe, maybe, discern well, think about it, pray about it first, but maybe that is what you should be focusing on. Maybe there's a reason why you're the only one who's noticing that sort of thing. Maybe God is asking you to do something about it. So do something about it. And don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Prepare, plan, pray, but when you're sure, don't hesitate. When it's there already, don't hesitate. Maybe it's true that you don't have what it takes yet. But Jesus' question for us is, what do you have? Give it to me. Allow me to multiply what it is. And later on, you'll see the other people, how many more you can bless with what you have when you give it to me. And that's it for today. Like I said, it's a short episode for today. Um, hopefully by next week, we'll get back to our usual our usual run. And um, please pray for me as well. Thank you very much for listening. I am, I am, I'm grateful for you. God bless. Bye-bye.